0: This is Pastor Randy and Pastor Nicole here. And listen, we are in February, the month of love, right, baby? That's
1: right. Oftentimes in the month of love, we love everything else. We love our children. We love our jobs. We love what we do. We love our sports or our hobbies. We're asking you this month to love your marriage. It's important that we prioritize the things that are important in life and hold us together. Yes,
0: amen. And to help us do that, on February the 24th, it's a Friday night from 6 p.m.
1: to 9 p.m. We have a special Love Your Marriage event that's happening, right? That's right. There's going to be finger foods. There's going to be giveaways.
0: And child care, so there's no
1: excuse not to show up. No, free child care. You don't that's have right. to pay for
0: it. Yes, so listen, there's going to be a QR code right there on your screen. If you want to like hit that QR code, you'll know all the information, again, the time and the date. We want to see you there to just help build your marriages and make
1: them stronger be sure and invite friends they don't even have to attend our church that's right but just come out to improve their marriage love your marriage
0: amen we want to see you there
1: everybody god bless you we love you bye
0: good evening church family it's great to be in the house of the lord amen turn and look at somebody around you and say i'm glad to see you tonight i know it's little bit low in here tonight, but that's okay. We're glad you're here. If you are a first-time guest in the house tonight, there is a red card in the back of the pew in front of you, or there's also a little QR code uh, on the back of the pew that you can use your phone and scan. Um, We just want to get connected with you. We want to make sure that we're there for you, to pray for you, to be there, to support you. Uh, if you're watching via live stream, we are so glad that you tuned in with us tonight. We are excited about the message tonight and we hope that you are blessed by it. Uh, if there is a prayer request, you can drop a comment below and somebody will check that out. Uh, I've got a couple of announcements here. Uh, we are collecting coats for Mercy Mission in Sydney. Uh, all sizes are needed, but the coats must be new. Uh, so leave the tags on them, uh, don't wear them once, pull the tag off, decide you don't like it, and bring it back. Um, leave the tags on it, bring it in. Uh, let's bless the, the mercy mission. Uh, also, home groups start back up this Sunday, all except for the Cardone and the Sadler home groups. Uh, they will be off this month. Uh, for locations and times, you can go out to the Welcome Center and uh, find one that's close to you, find one that's going to be best for your needs. If you've got kids, there's some that are really good to have kids at. And there's others that if you're just wanting to go as an adult, you can sit and fellowship and get connected with other people in similar situations. Before we get started into worship, being asked to to do the opener tonight was a little bit last minute. Somebody wasn't able to do it. So then I start praying. It's like, okay, God, God, What am I gonna say? And I didn't hear anything. And it's not because he wasn't there, but the more I sat and listened and pondered, it dropped into my spirit that sometimes we just need to be silent. Sometimes we just need to sit and wait. So in Psalms 37, verse seven, the first part, it says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Church, sometimes we just need to sit and listen. Sometimes we don't know exactly what he's gonna say. We may not hear an audible voice, but waiting patiently in his presence renews our soul. So if you would stand to your feet with me tonight and we're gonna get started into worship.
2: Grave behind me shake the dust of run to Jesus Grave behind me shake the dust of run to Jesus Grave be-
1: to prepare, although I feel like the Lord was probably saying something similar as he did not give me anything until approximately 24 hours ago. So I was over the past month looking for a whole bunch of different verses about tithe. And I grew up in this church and I've heard about every version of a tithe and offering message as I could come up with before this by myself, again, then Jesus, and he just showed up with a new revelation thank goodness for that. So Malachi 310 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. We've all heard that one before, I hope. But um, here's what struck me, two things. The first is that he's asking us to bring our tithe, our food, into the storehouse. Not just so that the building can be taken care of, but the people inside of the building, the church, can be taken care of. Because that's who God is. Then there's the second part. And if you don't know, I have two very small children. I felt the Lord say to me, See, it's like when you're, you offer your kid a treat. If you do this, then we'll have this. If you don't have any accidents today, then we'll get ice cream. We've all been there, I hope. Um, and it's disappointing as a parent when your kid doesn't do that thing. Not just because you know they, they had an accident or they don't do the thing, but then you don't get to spoil them in that way. See, here's the thing. God doesn't want to just meet our needs. Could he give us just enough food for the day? Yeah, he could. Could he just give us enough? Of course he could. But he doesn't want to do just enough. He wants to spoil us with the treats and with the blessings. And when we don't tithe, when we don't bring an offering unto him, we're tying his hands He said, test me. He said, do this, then you can have this. Just like a small kid, we have to do the thing before we can have the treats. And it's not a transactional thing. It's him getting to love on us as our father. And as parents, I feel like we understand you wanna spoil your kid, but you can't if they aren't behaving the way that they should. So hopefully that made as much sense to you as it did to me, but um, let's pray and then you can bring your tithe and offering on down. Father, I thank you that you are faithful to provide. I thank you that you are faithful to provide not only our needs for the church, both the building and the body, but I, I thank you that you are faithful to provide the blessings, the extra, that you just love on us in that way. God, I thank you that we get to be here and fellowship and learn from each other tonight. I praise you that you are with us always. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to bring your tithe and offering on down. And also, tonight is the first night of our uh, small groups. So if you're signed up for one, head on out. I'm heading out to mine. I'm excited about it. We will see you there.
3: Thank you so much. Um, uh, Abby did a great job with the with the offering, the tithes and offerings uh, tonight. I uh, just wanted, uh, before I get the opportunity to s- uh, share uh, about our, our speaker for tonight, we had uh, two homegoings take place this past week. And the first one was Corinthian Banks. Everyone remember Corinthian? Uh, Sister Banks' uh, uh, son, uh, he went to be with Jesus uh, on Friday, February 3rd at um, uh, during the morning, uh, you know, Corinthian was such a polite, you know, shy, low-keyed, you know, young man. Well, he's with Jesus right now. There will be a memorial service here this coming Monday at, at church here in Bakken's uh, at 10 a.m. <clears throat> so if you're able to be here, we'd love to have you be part of that. And then I think many of us probably remember Ben Laws, Benjamin Laws. Uh, ben went to be with Jesus on Sunday, February 5th. And uh, right now, uh, funeral arrangements are being made there in Lima at Jones Clark Funeral Home. Uh, we don't have a time yet, so you'll have to go to Jones Clark Funeral Homes website to find out the time itself, but want to make sure everyone knows about that. This is something we shouldn't be sorrowful for. They're with Jesus. <clears throat> that's what we've all been. We're all on this earth doing our best to win people for Christ and to touch people, and uh, when you go to heaven, that's our reward. So it's, it shouldn't be something that we should be disappointed with or sorrowful about because they're with Jesus right now, and that's what we're all aspiring to get to. So want to make sure everyone heard about that, so thank you so much. Well, uh, tonight, uh, Pastor will be home on Friday, and uh, he's starting to chop at the bit right now, so he's ready to get back. Uh, Pastor can only handle Florida for so long before he has to come back here and start preaching. That uh, This is what he enjoys doing the most, so he'll be back on Friday. He'll be here on Sunday. I know he's got a message that's going to be in season for us, but tonight we have a speaker that uh, Pastor asked me to reach out to. Uh, she's done a great job in times past. She's got a wonderful heart, wonderful spirit, and I believe she has a word for us tonight from the Lord. And we'll just give a warm, only-believe welcome to Melanie Patterson as she comes and brings forth the word
4: tonight. Good evening, everyone. Gosh, there's more in here than I thought would be. I thought everybody would get a small group. all things. So, this is a first for me. I've been back in the youth and I've had the pleasure of talking to them, but to be up here not just doing offering, not that it's just doing offering, but to do a message in the main house is new for me. In fact, I think brother Eric could hear the surprise in my voice when he called me. I was a little shocked, but I'm grateful and thankful to be able to share with you guys. And so I just want to pray because I really want the Holy Spirit to just take over and that I would not get in the way. So Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity. And I thank you for the word that you've laid on my heart. And Holy Spirit, we just welcome you in this place. And we ask that you would do what only you can. I thank you, Lord, for open ears to hear what the Spirit is saying And hearts that will receive your word of truth, Lord, that faith would be stirred, that change would come, God, and that each one of us, above all, would be drawn closer to you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So, what I wanted to talk to you about is trusting in Jesus in times of trouble and having a heavenly perspective during those times. How many of us know that God wants us to have a heavenly perspective? He, he wants us to see things through, through his eyes. And the Bible says to, to not be earthly-minded, but heavenly-minded. So um, I don't want to stand up here and talk about myself, but I thought that it would bring a little bit of understanding before I start. Just to give you just a little bit of my background, um, I wasn't raised in church in fact, I was 42 years old when I came to Jesus, and um, so before that, I lived my life as a sinner. So I lived my life the best way I knew, and very selfishly at that. So at the age of 42, I found myself at the end of myself, praise God, and um, on my almost on my third divorce, and was asking myself where's my life going I was broken I was hopeless I was lost I was angry I was bitter uh, I mean I was a mess I had a crushed spirit which I didn't know that until Jesus revealed that and so I um, was invited to church uh, by a coworker at the time Trisha Fissel and I deny or I declined her invitation but then a month later went to work and asked her what time service started, and so I, my first day here was November 29th, 2015, and my life has not been the same since that day. Jesus literally met me in this place, and a weight was lifted from my shoulders that day, and I've had my face set like a flint to Jesus ever since, and all of those broken places in me, he has healed he has made them whole. And it came through seeking Jesus for Jesus. Like, when I, when I learned that, I, that who I was isn't who I was created to be, I wanted to be who I was created to be. It was one of the revelations that I had. And I would open the word and these words would just pop out at me and come alive. And suddenly life made sense. I would describe it as it was like I was in this dark room and Jesus lifted me up and he put me in this room that was lit. And suddenly it made sense to me why my life was such a mess, why it didn't work out, why I was here. I meant to be here for God's purpose. It just all came to light for me. And so I began seeking Jesus, and he began doing this work in me, and I was in the midst of some things. Um, Like I mentioned, I was separated from my third husband, and so I began believing that maybe God would get a hold of his heart, and our marriage could be restored, and so um, that didn't happen, but there was a period of time, six to nine months, that I was believing for that, and so it was very trying and very hard because he was going on with his life and i was believing for god to restore our marriage and so i would hear things you know people would say things like he's out doing this and that and so it was very heartbreaking and i can just remember it was like i had i heard this still small voice that said this is the way now walk in it so i knew that jesus was the answer and that he had he held my hope and so when i was go through those Times I can remember at night just crying and crying and crying and not even knowing what to say except, God, if I'm not meant to be with him, take these feelings from me, God. Like, help me with this. Take this pain from me. But I turned to Jesus. I just knew to do that because the spirit of God testifies with the spirit of man. And so there was a knowing in me that told me he was the answer but God got me through all of those things. And then there were some other relational things going on. I don't know. It seems like every challenge and trial that I have experienced, um, even leading up to, to, you know, making Jesus Lord in my life, have, has been relational. Which, those can be the most challenging challenges, can't they? Especially when they're in your own house. You know, it's hard to navigate through those things. And so here I am, I'm learning to be this new creation that God says that I am. And this new, this old man wants to rise up and do the same things that I used to do because my, my flesh is agitated. Right. But there were times when I, I told Trisha once, I'm like, I feel like I'm just crawling to the cross. Like I would, i would you know, respond in a certain way. And I knew instantly that it was wrong, but my flesh would just take over. And, and I would just fall to my knees and cry out to God and, and, and just say, help me, God, change this in me. I want to be someone who's pleasing to you. I want to reflect you, but I turned to Jesus every single time. And I just it was a knowing in me that said, he's the one that's going to change me. He's the one that's going to do this. So <clears throat> these times are not easy. And they're not meant to be. They're not meant to be easy because a heavenly perspective would tell us that God uses these times to change us. Um, we're refined in these times because we're, we're made in the image of God. And God's desire is to, to To mold Christ in us. And so they're not meant to be easy. And God wants us to respond in the way he would have us respond. Jesus carried the cross to the place where he would die. And that cross was heavy with our sin and shame. But he had to carry that to the place where he would die. We have to die. We we have to die. This old man has to die in us. And that only happens through through those times of trouble, the challenging times, the 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 the, all the things that we go through. But another thing is we'll only get through those times if we have a relationship with Jesus. If we just come to church once or twice a week and, and that's all we do, we're not gonna get through those times the way that we should we're not we're not going to get to where god wants us to get to because it does take the secret place and even in the secret place it's still hard that old man that flesh wants to rise up it's not easy but it's not meant to be and that's what we need to to remember but we can embrace those times like if we just saw it as okay here we go god you're going to change something in me help me god turn to god his grace is sufficient amen he will equip us and enable us Jesus said seek me seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart with all of your heart many times we seek other things we're seeking other things but Jesus said seek me with your whole heart he how many of us know that Jesus sees the heart Man does not see it, but Jesus sees the heart. And he's looking at intent and motive, our intentions. Are we seeking him for him? Are we seeking him for things or, or whatever else? But are we seeking Jesus to know Jesus? Are our motives and our intentions right? So I wrote down some scriptures so I wouldn't have to flip through the Bible, you know. So I wrote some of them down. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says... Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. He is a God of covenant, covenant. A covenant, it takes two people to have a covenant, right? Two become one, and that's through the relationship with Jesus. He's a God of covenant to a thousand generations, Every trial, every rejection, every accusation, every lie, every challenge, every testing, every trying. It refines us and changes us. It all has purpose. And if we see it that way, we'll get through those times victoriously. It doesn't mean we won't fail and our flesh won't rise up. We're human and we're being changed from glory to glory. But God uses those times to make us into the image of Jesus. He is our counselor. He's our counselor. Many times we want counsel from people, but Jesus is the counselor. I can't tell you how many times I've pulled up Google and I'll put scripture and then what I'm feeling or what I'm going through or what I'm seeing. And then I go to those scriptures and then he just speaks to me and he calms the storm within me. I'm not saying that counseling is not good. I mean, it absolutely is. There's wisdom in a multitude of counsel, but Jesus is the all-knowing counselor. And and we have it right here in his voice when we have that relationship with him, when we're seeking him and spending time consistently, consistent time. We have to make him a priority if we want to get through these things the way he wants us to. He's trying to get us to our expected end. <clears throat> Isaiah 54:17 says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall be condemned." You see, Jesus gives us way to, ways to fight through those those challenges and those those trials that we go through. And he's saying no weapon formed, but we won't know what those ways are if we don't spend time with him, and he doesn't, and we don't hear his voice, and we when we don't spend time in his word, we're not going to know how to get through those and maneuver through those things, unless we spend that time with him, because he does the work in us, right? I mean, we can open the Bible and read, but. We, we got to talk to him. We have to abide in him. We have to be submitted to him in any work that he wants to do in us. <clears throat> Isaiah 41, 10 through 13. I'm actually going to read that. That was a little longer. And it says, fear thou not, for I am thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. We know that we don't war against flesh and blood. The enemy uses people, though, in the church and outside of the church. I mean, that's the enemy. We, it, it, we don't war against flesh and blood. But God is saying here, Fear not. He's our defender. He's our justification. Many times we want to respond on our own right we want to defend ourselves we want to tell our side of the story but that's not God's way God's saying keep quiet and I will defend you I will go before you and and I will take care of your enemies the enemy not people but the enemy the kingdom of darkness many times we just I mean and I get it I mean I just shared with you some of the things Um, we just either want to take it in our own hands, or we shut down, and we don't, we don't, you know, continue to pursue the Lord, because the challenge and the trial is so heavy, and, and so, you know, we either take it in our own hands, our flesh wants to rise up, but we have to stop, and we have to see what God says about that, and he'll be our help through those times. We get so dismayed, but if we think about Paul and Silas, I mean, they were out doing good, right? They were speaking truth, and they got beaten and thrown into prison. They were naked, because, and they were rejoicing in the Lord. They were rejoicing in the midst of all of that, but they had a heavenly perspective. They knew that they were, not, they were here but for a moment. They, they had God's perspective, and so they had this joy and this peace that only Jesus can give us through those trials and through those storms. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Philippians 4.6-7 Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, With thanksgiving, we have so much to be thankful for. Oh, my goodness. Salvation alone. Salvation alone. If we were just, I think, spending time at home in worship, and and probably many of you do that, but just ministering to the Lord on our own in our home and not just coming before him with our requests is important enter his gates with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, the peace of God. It also says that he will keep them in perfect peace whose minds are stayed upon him. Many times we get our minds on other things or the, the the situation that we're going through, but Jesus is saying, I will keep you in perfect peace. You know, we can go through these trials and no one even know it. No one even know it. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But again, this, I'm convinced, I am convinced that this only comes through relationship, through seeking him, abiding in him, the secret place consistently, consistently. Because even when it's consistent, The trials and the storms are hard. They're hard. But he's refining us. Let's have a heavenly perspective. We're being changed from glory to glory. When I get anxious or bothered, it's always because I've taken my eyes off of him. Always. 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We become what we behold. So what are we beholding? Romans eight twenty nine, says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Trials can form us into the image of Jesus when we respond and handle them the way God would have us do. What are we beholding? Is it Jesus or is it the trial? Is it people around us? Is it the thing we're believing him for? We have to behold Jesus. So I was a little concerned that this would go a little short, but um, I wanted to just um, maybe just take some time and we can ask ourselves, you know, what is it that we are beholding? And are we going through these trials and challenges the way Jesus would have us go through them? Are we spending that time consistently in the presence of the Lord? I'm, I I think it's important that we ask ourselves these questions. You know, the Bible says to examine ourselves. Um, and I also wanted to just take a few moments to see if there's anyone in here. It would be foolish of me to think that every single person in here um, is saved. Our church is so large, and so if you are a member here, and I've never met you, I apologize. But it's big, and so sometimes it's hard to know who who are members and who aren't. But at the same time, I don't want to assume that everyone is, in fact, born again. So I just wanted to take a few moments to share uh, the gospel with you. Jesus um, is the only way to the Father, the Bible says. And Adam and Eve's sin separated man from God. But God made a way. John 3:16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And it's only by the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us clean, free from sin. There had to be a sacrifice, and that was Jesus who was sinless. He was sinless and spotless. And he was beaten and bruised he was spat upon, he was ridiculed and mocked, he carried his cross to the place where he would die that bore our sin and shame, and then he was nailed to the cross, his hands and his feet, and his blood poured out after the beating and the scourging and the ridicule and the mocking and the shame, then he was nailed to the cross for us because he loves us so much, Romans said, um, if you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that on the third day God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, Jesus died, he was buried, and then God raised him from the dead, and now his spirit comes and lives on the inside of us, and leads us, and guides us, and teaches us, and changes us, transforms us as we pursue him and have that relationship with him like we just talked about. It's a new life. We're born again. So it doesn't just stop at a prayer. It's a new life that we be, and we become a new person, but it's a glorious life. It's a fulfilled life. It's a life full of hope and purpose. It's a life, the abundant life here and now in the life to come. But Jesus is the only way to the father in heaven. Many think it's about being a good person. Many think think that it's about good deeds or giving to the poor or whatever, there's no other way. Or the church that you belong to, the religion that you are, that's not it at all. It is being washed by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. That's the only way to eternal life. And one day we will each stand before God Each one of us alone, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And our friends won't be there. Our wives, our husbands won't be there. Our parents won't be there. Our priests and pastors won't be there. It will be us and the all-knowing God. And unless we're washed by the blood of Jesus and born again, we won't get in. That's what the Bible tells us. And so today... If you're hearing this and you have not made jesus lord of your life i want to give you that opportunity to come forward and do that or maybe you have backslidden you know i was i a few years ago the lord reminded me um i remember a time between the ages of 10 and 13 that i remember asking jesus into my heart and i remember a time of praying consistently to him as a child but I was never taken to church, and so I fell away from that. And so maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. Or maybe you haven't been fully living for him, and you want to come forward and rededicate your life to Jesus today. Please do that. And don't worry about any of us, because we've all done it. We've all, we've all had to do it. And Jesus said, if you deny me in front of man, I will deny you in front of the Father. This is a very good thing. It's the most important decision that you will ever make. And the best. I can tell you, I live 42 years of my life outside the will of God. And I've lived the last seven inside the will of God. And I promise you, there is no other life to be had. Is there anyone at all? that wants to rededicate their life or give their life to Jesus today? Okay, well we can trust everyone is saved then, praise the Lord. So um, if anyone would like prayer, I know some of the altar team is here. Um, If you just wanna take some time and sit in the presence of the Lord, and then if you want prayer or need prayer, some of us will be up here and would love to pray with you.
3: Yeah, let's give her a, a welcome. Uh, uh, thank you, Melanie, for, for that message. <clears throat> you know, the, the messages don't have to be three hours in length, right, to get the point across. And I think she did a great job. She, she took the time to pray and get the Word of God for us today. So, you know, the Bible says it this way, right? The Word doesn't return void, but it will accomplish what's sent set forth to do. And I believe today the Word was, was given. I believe it fell on good ground. If we apply that in our lives, guess what? Good things will happen. So thank you, Melanie, for being ready in season. This is not an easy pulpit to cover. And uh, I've talked to many a people that said that to me a thousand times over. So, <clears throat> Pastor, appreciate you being available to do what you did tonight. So, hey, listen. Uh, we had a, a, a great service on Sunday. Many miracles took place. We heard some great testimonies. People being healed uh, with Mark Dunphy here. So I hope you enjoyed him being here Sunday. And uh, again, Pastor will be back this coming uh, Sunday morning. So, uh, like always, we're not going to keep any longer. We have to. You're going to be dismissed. But if you do want prayer, uh, Sister Melanie, uh, our team will, will be down here. So we'd love to pray with you if you do want prayer about anything at all. We love you and thank you for coming tonight. We will see you on Sunday morning. God bless you.